Welcome to Ladies Who Launch, not your average business podcast. Dropping every other Wednesday, Alyssa and Dakota are two successful and opinionated marketing entrepreneurs engaging in insightful conversations with industry thought leaders, as well as casual conversations surrounding our lives as entrepreneurs. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Ladies Who Launch. I am here with my beautiful co-host, Alyssa, on a very sunny day in Calgary. We are on Zoom today because, well, it's Friday and we were being a little lazy. Um, Exciting news, though, for Ladies Who Launch. We, after our episode with um, the producers of The Root of It All, Kaylin Edworthy and Kim Gray, we have uh, collaborated with the amazing Kaylin to potentially upgrade some of our equipment. So that's part of the reason we're on Zoom today is because we are looking into um, mic and mixer upgrade, which means podcasts will potentially be a lot clearer moving forward. Um, And very exciting stuff just because we do love getting together and having sort of a studio space. Um, Additionally, we we are going to start creating video at some point. um, So that'll give us the ability to do so. So anyway, Alyssa and I are coming to you today on this wonderful Friday before the weekend. How are you doing, Alyssa? Good. You know, it's funny. Um, I realized that we are literally halfway through the year already. And apparently I'm one of those like 80-year-olds now that's just like, where does all the time go? Because I don't know how we're here. I don't know what has happened to the first part of 2023. I can't be the only one. I've honestly just given up like being shocked by that because I, I feel like every year that I get older, it just goes by quicker. Um, and then also depending on what's going on in my life, it goes by even quicker. So <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's whacked. It's whacked. It is. I Yeah, we are, we are in a very weird time of just the everything just seems to go so fast and so... I don't know. I just yeah, feel like I'm missing is. out. Or like I'm, things are just, I don't know if I'm passing by or I just feel I need to, I should be doing more. I don't know if that's a, you know what I mean? I don't know. It's like, well, I'm going to stop you right there. Okay. You don't need to be doing more. <laughs> oh, yeah. okay. um, that's such a, that's in fact, this is, this is a wonderful topic for another day. I think women in particular, are so like expected by society to do it freaking all. And true. actually, there's a there is an episode um, that Alyssa and I did. What was it back in I think 2022, where last year where we talked about the bullshit of doing it all. Now that being said, I think one thing Alyssa and I are going through, and that actually leads really nicely into today, today's topic, is. Not going through, but Alyssa and I, as always, like growth is growth is part of life. Um, We are, you know, looking at the last six months of the year and trying to figure out like, how do we want to serve our clients better? How do we want to serve ourselves better? How do we want to inform our businesses? How do we want to evolve? And I think that that always elicits the whole, like, what could I be doing more of? But Alyssa, I'm going to challenge you and anybody else who's feeling that way. And I'm going to say, instead of what could we be doing more of, what could we be doing better? That's yeah, that's a good way. That's a more positive and effective way of making that, um, saying that. Yeah. And like, not to 
shame anybody or anything like that. Um, maybe your business is running great. Maybe life is fantastic, in which case, good for you. But I do think when you are running a business, um, such as Alyssa and I, a solopreneur um, hustle or... I love how I keep using that word this week. I really don't know why. Yeah. But anyway, uh, so this is like, can you not? Um, yeah, I think you do have to obviously look at just like you would for your clients. Um, where am I falling short? Where do I need to adapt? Where do I need to integrate into what's happening in the world around me? Um, and how can I strive for growth and scaling in for the remainder of the year and then into 2024? So that brings us to our it's May, but actually it's June conversation where we're going to talk to you guys a little bit about some of the things that we're doing and looking into in order to prepare ourselves for the remainder of the year. So I'm going to let Alyssa dive into this because she actually gave me this beautiful advice last week when I was having, you know, just a normal meltdown. Um, Alyssa... Can you enlighten us on your six-month plan for clients' advice? Yes. So what all this sort of came to me is everyone sort of focuses on those first year or like the getting ready for January and um, setting up for the year and blah, blah, blah. Or even looking at quarterlies and stuff. But I have found that once June hits and people are, at least in what we, when I, what I do as a service-based business and working with clients, a lot of June I find is a little sort of panic disorganization in getting prepared for people leaving on holidays and the summer sort of becoming a bit of a, a, a lull and, and, and maybe not having access to the people that you need to be talking to or you need their expertise to get projects moving along or any of that. So June always becomes a bit of a, a cluster of, oh my God, like we need, this needs to be done by September and who's around through the summer. And like, it just sort of becomes a, a, a bit of a mess. And I sort of had this realization a couple of years ago that June is kind of should be as a, a reset for the rest of the year and sort of setting up both your own business and your clients for success throughout for the rest of the year. And what led to this aside from the sort of disorganized panic that June sort of comes into and, and people with kids are already distracted with, with kids finishing school and this graduation season now. So I mean, some of my friends have been in like weeks of graduation mode and you have, you never see them because they're busy, whether it's high school or, or university graduations. But, um, by this time of the year, I have found that working with clients or and even in my own business, a lot of other, like that scope creep and other sort of non-essential or non-priority projects or tasks or things like that have come into play um, by this time of the year and, and, and priorities maybe have changed or evolved and suddenly you find that you're providing service to clients in doing things that aren't actually moving them forward and that you have sort of fallen into a pattern of organizing day-to-day or like this sort of the, the day-to-day management of client work 
or customer or whatever it is, or your, your own job work has taken priority over those actual priority items that were laid out at the beginning of the year. So Dakota is correct. We did have this conversation a couple of days ago in, in some of the things that Dakota was dealing with, with a lot of her clients with scope creep or, or realizing that the priorities that were happening were not actually the priorities that should be the happening. So I sort of gave, I gave advice in the fact of this is a good time to sit down with clients before people go on holidays, before everybody gets into out of school mode and all those things, because the summer is very difficult with, I mean, and your own holidays, obviously, not just other people's holidays, but you want to be taking time off this summer as well. And, and, and how to set that up is to ensure that through July and August, things are moving forward so that September comes and everyone's not sitting there like, well, what happened to this? And why didn't this get done? And blah, blah, blah. Is now is the time to be sitting down and having those sort of June check-ins uh, with your clients, with your staff, with your managers, with whoever, to get sorted on what the priorities are for the last half of the year. And especially what needs to happen in order to get through the summer and who's gone, when they're gone, who's back when, who's going to be around to handle this. All of those things need to be dealt with now. Um, and if you're listening to this in November, just write it down for next June. <laughs> um, that These conversations need to happen now. And Dakota can probably provide a little bit of insight into how it's gone because I know she's hard. she has taken that and had a few of these conversations with her clients now. Yes. So first of all, I do want to shout out to my clients. I am exceptionally lucky to have the clients that I have. Everybody that I work with at this point is very aligned with my mission, who I am, and what Social Centric and Company represents. And I would say I'm in a wonderful position where I'm no longer like helicopter momming my clients as much as possible, but I do still have some boundary work to do. So one thing I'm super impressed with was I think one of the pitfalls I, I've had this year and in former years is that helicoptering attitude. It's like, I get really anxious. I feel like I need to be everywhere at once, everything for everybody all the time. And then I burn out. So that's a me thing, but it's also kind of a client thing sometimes when clients get excited and they start you know, pushing lots of stuff on you. So what I did recently was just sat down with a couple of clients and we literally kind of had a mental health discussion, honestly, between the two of us and talked about what had been going on because it has actually been a really rough, heavy time for a lot of people, including clients. So connecting with your clients first and foremost on like a personal basis, if you can, like if you have that opportunity in your business, then you're, you've got a good business going and you've got good people surrounding you. So that's number one, identifying with them on a personal level and just making sure everybody's doing well. Second is looking at what do we need to get done for the next six months? What are our priorities? Where are we falling short? What are we, have we been doing that, that like we thought would work, but it's not really performing very well. And where can we put those hours to, um, better gain our bottom line. So as an example, for one of my clients, we wanted to try blogs for a very specific reason um, because they were an easy and efficient long format content way to get listicle information about the client out. And then we would tie that back into micro posting for social, which is pretty best practice for social. But blogs, depending on what you're doing, 
have kind of fallen off, obviously, and video really is a big thing. So we tried it for a bit. We beta tested it. We, you know, we we did it consistently. We um, reported on it via Google Analytics, traffic, that kind of thing. And we realized that we really want to spend, what is it, three hours doing blogs and posting them. So we're going to stop doing that now. And we're going to start a TikTok channel finally, which probably should have been done a little while ago. But that's okay because TikTok's also a lot of work. So we kind of um, swayed, uh, or not swayed, we, we kind of shifted priorities. So looking at where you can shift priorities to be more successful, how you can be more efficient, and so on. And this is also a great opportunity if clients are scope creeping or certain things have changed in your business. It's a great opportunity to sit down with your clients and say, here's where we've gotten you thus far in this year. Here's where we're doing really well. Um, here's where we need to cut out the middleman and um, shift some things. And then also, hey, this has changed my business because of inflation. Just a heads up for 2024. This is coming down the pipeline. Or, hey, I'm using this amazing new software. So therefore, like I might have to add X to your retainer or just, Hey, I'm using this new software and it's been rolled into your retainer. Uh, like look at me go. Um, <laughs> so just looking at, you know, making sure your contract is still relevant six months after the beginning of the year. Yeah, that's a good point. Actually. I think, um, I mean, we could probably do an entire episode on, on contracts and, um, and scope creep, but this is why I, I just, I found, um, in, in some of the reading I've been doing recently in the changes to the communications PR sector. Um, a lot of people aren't signing one-year contracts anymore. They're doing six-month contracts for this very reason, because so much can change in a year in terms of business priorities and even your own business and what your like the services you provide. You you might expand your services and are able to provide more opportunities and, and more more um um, resources for your clients. And so maybe that's something to think about as well in terms of um, how you are writing your contracts and the length of time for your contracts. And maybe instead of looking at year-long contracts, and I know we all fall into that because it's, it's I guess you could say technically stable because you you know you're going to have that that income for that period of time. But realistically, any client or you can end a contract at any time. So it's not like it's um, it's stable in that way or secure in that way, but maybe looking at doing six month contracts with your, with your longer term retainer clients for that purpose so that you can utilize the sort of six month time frame to reassess what's happening. And if there's other more effective or advanced opportunities that, that you could be looking at and, and, and what that looks like in change. So like Dakota talked about changing from blogs to TikTok. Well, there is a time and a resource cost to TikTok. And, and does that change things? Like, do we need to shift? Um, does that, we, do we need to shift other things to maintain this retainer rate? Or do we need to look at a different, um, uh, uh, an increased retainer at this time? So that's a, these are all good discussions to be having um, at sort of a six month mark of, of any contract or, or relationship with your client. But the other thing that Dakota said I found really interesting too, and I mean, this is just how we run our business. Not everybody's the same, but we do have personal relationships with our with our clients in in that way. Dakota is much more on that end than I am. Like I'm not, I'm 
I'm pretty still pretty private with my clients for the most part, but um but I liked the idea of the mental health check-in and using it not just as a business check-in, but a mental health. I think we are still too afraid or we are too um embarrassed to showcase that side of ourselves. And I think people, but when you actually do talk to your clients and hopefully, as I said, you're working with people that are aligned with you. And, and, and so you have, you have those kind of relationships. You'll actually find out a lot more about what's really going on and why things may have shifted in terms of their personalities or their, um, how, how they were, how they have been interacting with you over a certain period of time. And you discover that maybe they're going through something personal or they have had some um, setbacks or things like that. And it's a perfect time to talk about those kind of things. And, and even with yourself, like we all have things in our own lives that, that cause us to be different in our business on a, on a regular basis. And so um, I like the idea of sort of also making it a mental health check-in and not just a sort of business tactical strategic check-in. Um, I think that's an important an important component uh, when we're working with people on a regular basis. Absolutely. And that actually brings me to one quick point before we tie off this episode here and amazing points there, Alyssa, as well. Um, not all of us are people-centric. Some of us are extremely introverted and frankly, being around people and talking about feelings makes us really uncomfortable. This is something that I struggle with because I'm so forward with my feelings. I really do struggle with um, connecting with people who shut down, can't communicate, blah, blah, blah. That being said, as a business owner, you really do have to be cognizant of all walks of life and mental um, capacities and just psycho metric assessments really in thinking and behavioral preferences for everybody, whether it's clients or people that work for you. And you really do have to be like, um, cognizant of, of, yeah, like to some extent you kind of do. And so one thing I want to call on as a resource, um, and we'll put this in the show notes. I'm actually working with a really amazing client right now called Emmer Genetics International Canada. Um, Emmer Genetics is essentially a profile that you can get done. It's pretty affordable, honestly. I think it's around 350 bucks a profile, maybe slightly more. But it's almost like a Myers... It's like a cross between Myers-Briggs and like tendencies. And essentially, it works to accelerate individual and team performance by amplifying engagement and understanding who the people are. And why it's really cool, and I've done it myself, um, is that I've actually been like I've done my profile, understood who I am. And then we've there's like a, a section within your profile which is digital and you can access at any time where you can actually add other people who've taken the the assessment. And it gives you like a pie chart of like what's missing from your team and what what's building your team. So it's like okay we've got this person who's 50% peop a people person. Then we've got this person who's like 30% analytical, but oh, we actually don't have a team member right now who's like structural. And so therefore we might need to look into hiring an administrative assistant. And that's how this amazing um, capability works to support differences and champion like individual styles and cognitive diversity within teams. Um, so 
I know there's lots of other apps out there that I'm sure do this, but one thing I would highly recommend in, in like any of your business planning for the remainder of the year and moving forward is actually looking into your teams. And this is not old news like, or new news. This is, this is something that's been around forever, but a lot of people don't know about it. Um, and I personally, at some point, if I grow social centric to a place where this would benefit us, I would absolutely use it even with my clients and pay for them to get it done so that we can do our best work together, both from like a cup filling perspective and a growth perspective. Yeah, that's really cool. I actually wrote that down because I'd never heard of it. But yeah, there's so many of these. Yeah. I find it interesting that um, the Myers-Briggs now seems so outdated because there's so many much more interesting and much more um, tech-focused um, resources for that sort of personality slash business, like, like forming um, pieces. Like I, I know things we did in... in I, I remember I did one that was like colors and they were yellow that was all yellow but then i like i was yellow and then red and yellow is like super obviously outgoing and social but then red is like like just get shit done and i flipped to that red pretty quickly but then like blue like yeah I was, and i'm just like that just seems so archaic now like i don't know you'd ever walk into a business and be like okay we're gonna do colors like no that kind of team building i think i so part of my social strategy for emergenetics has been to like so uh, thankfully for us, we've got really great content we can kind of um, collaborate with from the international team. And together, we do a really good job, I think, of asking people what they're looking for, because that's the point of Emergenetics as well as like getting information from the source. So I've actually pulled people on LinkedIn and said, you know, how do you feel about team building and, and culture? And like some of the feedback has been like, I think it's dumb. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> Which is it, not well, great. So... so yeah. And it's also it, like juvenile I, and ridiculous most of the time. Yeah. Now, that being said, if you can do it from a standpoint where it's like, this isn't just about your job, this is about you as a whole person, I think people would buy in a lot more. And that's why I like Emergenetics in particular, is because they do look, the profiling looks at the whole person and how, like, it, it, I, I would argue that it literally sometimes probably like makes people take off hard look at what they're actually doing for a living even and say, oh my God, I'm in totally the wrong job right now. Or like my team is really, really um, structurally unsound, you know? And and that's what it is there to do. It's it's quite amazing. And a lot of really big companies actually have used it. Um, it's been around for a while. It's pretty cool. Okay. Now that we've given them like a 10 minute free ad. Um... <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> that's cool. I just care about you guys. Care. <laughs> um, I think it, uh, these are all good conversations. I mean, we could do a whole episode on the ridiculous, like team building um, things that people do in offices. And remember when it was at the beginning of COVID, when everyone was trying to like do these like different weird icebreakers over Zoom, and you're just like, "This is the most ridiculous thing ever." Ugh. Anyway, um, can I just add one quick given- other thing though? Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Lisa. No, sorry. We just talk over each other. It's fine. Go ahead. <laughs> this is how you can tell we're besties. Um, I just wanted to say, I did do a presentation for CIR Realty the other day. And one thing I will say that I think is still great in terms of icebreaker stuff is like getting people to get up out of their seats and like stretch and um, just like move and making them laugh. I think those are the two biggest pieces from like an icebreaker standpoint that I would still recommend doing. 
uh, especially like if it's like a long meeting, that kind of thing. But yeah, just try not to make it too kitschy and lame. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry to be judgy. Yeah. Well, yeah, we can be judgy because they're usually HR people that organize those. And we know that HR people are. I'm sorry, I don't, know very, people, I don't really know very many good ones, to be honest okay. with you. Yes, anyway, that's enough. <laughs> yeah, it's our snark. That's our, uh, that's our, uh, our rant snark for the afternoon. Um, well, I hope this gave everyone some food for thought. And if you have anything that you've done for a, um, a half-year check-in or, or things that you've worked with with clients in terms of prioritizing and helping them um, structure your scope and all of that um, better. We're always open for those discussions. So feel free to send us a DM on Instagram at ladies who launch pod or uh, send us an email at ladies who launch pod at gmail.com. But um, other than that, we will see you or hear you or join you join us on the next episode of ladies who launch. Yes. Thanks so much, everybody. Have a great weekend. Thank you for listening to Ladies Who Launch. Join Dakota and Alyssa every second Wednesday for more conversations and interesting guests. Be sure to give us a five-star rating and connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. If you send us a question, we may answer it on a future episode. 